NBA Australia. How you going? How are you going? This is NBA Australia. It is Friday, October 29. TGIF, am I right? Oh, jeez. Friday. Going to get on the beers in a second, I'll tell you that much. I'm your host, James Clements. I'm a writer sometimes. Rolling Stone, Triple J, Junkie, Red Bull. Whoever wants to pay me that sweet, sweet folding stuff, I'm here in Larry Armour Studios. No longer lockdown. That kind of lockdown. ISO, bro. ISO. Jesus. Uh, hanging out, giving you the lowdown, all the ins and outs of the NBA season. It's underway. We're getting nuts deep in it now. I love it. Uh, but remember, we're here repping Strayer a bit. That's what we do. And we don't take things too seriously, though, do we? Nah. You might have already gathered that. We leave that for the nerds. But as mentioned, the proper first proper week of the season is done. Six games today to talk about. We've got a juicy slab of that. It's not an eyefold, mate. No, mate. It's better than I. Better than Lonzo Ball. All the good stuff, including Dickhead of the Week. I didn't really yell about this one yesterday, but oh boy. Uh, of course, we've got Yeah Nas, we've got the Unpopular Opinion of the Day, we've got our back takehouse where we're serving up a flame grill Tate and a uh, Luke Longley Memorial bloke who just does their bloody job, Australian Playwatch, and all the NBA Australia game previews and picks for the entire weekend. Get set up, that sounds good. And we'll uh, fang you into the weekend the right way with the classic cooking with Bainsey. So... Let's get to it. Episode 687 of NBA Australia. Let's go. Alright, NBA Australia is brought to you by Manscaped. That's right, they are the below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. And Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Uh, and they just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0, all across Australia New Zealand. Look, seriously, love it. Absolutely love the Lawnmower. The 4.0 is an absolute belter. And you can join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer just for you. Uh, 20% off. Free worldwide shipping with the code STRAYA at manscaped.com. Seriously, I was one of the first people to try the new 4.0. I love it. I absolutely love this. It's light. It's waterproof. And I'll tell you what, the best part is no nicks, bro. No nicks. The ceramic blade, the advanced skin-safe technology. You'll feel confident shaving your boys. No more nicks. And having to explain that to old mate. I'm just an idiot. (laughs) But the light's awesome. The uh, wireless charging is unreal. I just look, I'm on board with the lawnmower, I'll tell you that much. Look, it all breaks down to the simple idea if you've been shaving your face with the same shaver using your nuts, that's gross. Gross! Come on, step up, go to manscaped.com right now, get your own ball hair body trimmer uh, with Manscaped to make moo time the best time. Don't get pubes in your mouth, what are you doing? And get 20% off and free shipping with the code STRAYER at Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. 20% off and free shipping with the code STRAYER at Manscaped.com. Unlock your confidence. Always use the right tools for your jewels with Manscaped. This is Matthew Delvedover and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack! Ah, uh, you better. 
Especially if you're Shaq's kids. I enjoyed that. Did you get that one in his uh, big ESPN bit? Uh, my kids are older now. They kind of upset with me. Not really upset, but they don't understand. I tell them all the time, we ain't rich. I'm rich. Ah, <laughs> oh, love Shaq. That is all. Love Shaq. Baby, love Shaq. Right, let's start today's show the way we start every show here at NBA Australia with the daily... Boom, it's a whip. See, it's the whip around. That's right. Only a little bit of news today. Dan Gafford went down pretty hard in that Boston game yesterday for the Wizards. No structural damage. Prayer hands emoji. Love that. White, right. Quadriceps contusion. Uh, could be a week or two, but basically no structural damage. Hopefully be back soon. Who knows? It's one of those weird ones where if it hurts, it hurts. And he could be out a little bit. Uh, but... Luckily for the Wiz, despite losing Thomas, not Kobe Bryant, and Dan Gafford, getting Montrez Harrell in the uh, Rusty Westbrook trade has turned out to be an absolute masterstroke. We'll get to that in a second. And the uh, only other bit of news today, well, apart from Kyrie Irving being a fucking lunatic and posting a, uh, oh, bro, you got to open your third eye to get my latest Instagram post. Oh, yeah, good one, Kyrie. You fuckhead. Uh, ben Simmons, Doc Rivers came out and said that uh, Ben was at shoot-around today, which is one of the more ironic Ideas, but anyway, and apparently did a lot of shooting. We presume of basketballs, maybe commercials, maybe IG videos. Oh, I was doing some shooting today earlier of me getting in and out of my Rari. <laughs> Good one, Jimmy. All right, game wraps. 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 Brought to you by DraftKings.com. That's right, our mates at DraftKings Australia. Limited time left. Only a couple of weeks left here. Uh, go join in the fun with Daily Fantasy with DraftKings Australia. Go to dkng.co slash Australia. Join up. You've only got a couple of weeks to do this. And you can absolutely smash it if you think about this and approach it the right way. You go in. You uh, create your, your account. You pick your players. You go up against everybody else. You hope you pick the right players. And then you hopefully win some money. It's amazing. Daily Fantasy is great fun. Especially if you're like me, where all your season-long teams now look a little bit cruddy. <laughs> We've got a bunch of awesome NBA Australia fantasy comps, and somehow all of my teams are bad. So I'm all like, all right, daily fantasy it is. <laughs> let's, let's make this season worth something and win some money. All right, so go check it out with dkng.co slash Australia or click on any of the links on our website or the old socials. Right. Big day, six games. Uh, I had to uh, with the squid now. And I now, if you missed yesterday's show or anything, the squid has been deemed a close contact. So your old mate Jimmy over here and old mate and the squid stuck at home a couple of weeks. Uh, technically, old mate and I are able to you know go out and do stuff, not in actual ISO. But I mean, when you've got a two and a half year old, it's a bit bloody hard for just one of you to go. Fuck it, I'm going out and getting shit faced. <laughs> <laughs> so I've already had to give up my booking at the pub tonight. I'm already shattered. Uh, but look, it's going to be a bit rough for him. He's got, like, what, another 10 days in ISO. So I had to fang up to Brody this morning in the car. I mean, it's all the weather. Got him a new big play set. It's a pirate ship. It's going to be un- unfucking real The only problem is I've now got to set it up. <laughs> it's fucking huge, too. I'm strapping shit on the top of the car this morning. All the wind. I'm driving back down the freeway going, this is going to blow off. And then I got a haircut. How good's that? First haircut since fucking June. 
<laughs> the beard's looking nice, though. I love a good hairdresser beard touch-up. They do it so much better than I can do in the fucking mirror. Anyway, uh, so I managed to miss the first half of some of the early games. We got back in time to see the rest of this, so let's get into it. Philly beat Detroit 110-102. Embiid dominated this one early. Even though it was a bit of a rock fight, Philly just stunk it up. But in the middle, the creamy middle of this game, uh, in the second and third quarter, even though the Pistons had a lead in the second, Philly got it together. Some nice shooting in that second and third quarter, some like Harris, Maxey, Curry, and they uh, rode it to a pretty chill win. It was a bit tense there late. Matty T was pretty handy. Shake was very handy. Uh, and I called this yesterday. The Detroit plus nine and a half. They were going to play Philly tough. They did. And that's what happens. They're a young team. They're not very good. They shot 40%. They got out-rebounded by 10. And uh, their best performer was Big Deke. That's right. Big Deke Bay. So Deke Bay, 19 and 16. 14 points on 4 of 14 shooting for Jeremy. Jeremy. Grant, he had four steals, though, but very little else for Detroit, right? Beef Stew, 18 minutes for him. Killian Hayes was meh. Kelly Linick had 14. It's just gross. Uh, Embiid had 30 and 18. That's how you win games against Detroit if you're <laughs> the Sixers. Tobias Harris, I love it. Hey, Tobias, we really need you to step up. Can you go out and give us 35? You got it, Chief. 17 points later. Good on you. Uh, 16, 6 and 6 for Tyrese Maxey. I absolutely adore Tyrese Maxey. He is an absolute gun. I love him. And uh, look, just a bit of pop here for George Niang. I love him. He's great. He is such a good fit on this Philly team. Every time he comes onto the court, something good happens. And on offense, he's just a really good fit. Uh, Matty T was good. He had three steals in 16 minutes. Shake, as mentioned there, 13 points in 16 minutes. Detroit dropped the 0-4. Kay Cunningham can't come back quick enough. And Philly now 3-2. Atlanta blew a game against Washington. Washington didn't have Spencer Dinwiddie. He was out with rest, and they still killed them. That's right. They got straight killed. So he got straight killed. I shouldn't have paid Kevin Hoard up because the Ginger Ninja has just apparently decided to take this year off. Hungry dogs hunt, don't forget. But uh, this was a rough one for Atlanta. Washington are quietly now 4-1, standing up to teams as well, even with all these new moving parts. Now, my approach to this team going into the season was, look, it's new coach, like basically half of a new roster. And Brad Beal, it's going to be a bit of a mess early. Maybe it'll click. Nah, it's just click straight away. <laughs> They're standing up to better teams, taking their best punches, and then Bruce Lee deflecting that shit back on them. It's amazing. Uh, the Hawks' D is a train wreck. Trey Young can't get going in some of these games without the foul hunting, which I love. We'll get to that later. And if Trey's not firing, look, Atlanta should be deep enough. We've seen this, that they should be able to get past it. But in a couple of these games early, uh, it's just not happened. So... I'm not entirely convinced what's going on with Atlanta is a good thing. They look really good in the first couple of games. They look trash since. So here we are. Maybe just a little bit of a crappy burst. I reckon they'll get back on track pretty soon. But either way, uh, Washington, flip side, their pieces are just flowing. The novelty's yet to wear off. Maybe it will, but here we go. John Collins, that's a title cocktail, 28 and 12. He's a weapon. He shot 14 of 16 from the floor. He's amazing. 15 and 3 for Trey Young. He shot 6 of 17 for his 15 points. Not ideal. Cam Reddish had 20. Bogdan had 14, 6, and 4. Hurter. Talk about hurting the Hawks. Jesus. He was bad. Uh, they shot 6 of 21 from 3, though, the Hawks, which uh, if I check my mass, yeah, it's not good. Uh, the Wiz, 27, 8, and 8 for Brad Beal, his best game of the year. Stepped up, delivered. Trez, he crushed it. Moves into the starting lineup for Gafford. 25-13 from Montrez. And five assists. He gunned it. 
I love it. Uh, and then the other two additions from the Lakers, Kuz and KCP, both had 21 and 8. Amazing. And uh, KCP had the iced three to end it all. He was 5 or 7 from downtown. Anyway, Atlanta are now 3 and 2. Washington, 4 and 1. Atlanta, just two shitty games they've dropped in a row that just made no sense. But here we are. Ah, oh, the fun one. The Knickerbockers of New York City beat Chicago and tried their absolute hardest to lose this one. 104, 103. It was an absolute belter. This is the Joakim Noah game. Uh, obviously, Joakim from NYC, a legendary bull. They honored him at this game. Tibbs was there. Omar Sheik was there. <laughs> Boozer was there. Everybody was there from those awesome, awesome uh, early 10s bulls. Love this. Uh, everyone's fired up, and the Knicks came out and actually uh, led the vast majority of the game. Looked like they had it under control as well the entire second half, and the energy was just gone there in Chicago. I think the, the Knicks were up 13 with three minutes to go and then really nixed it up. They tried their absolute hardest and nixed this one away, didn't they? They uh, didn't score. So remember how I said 13 with three minutes to go? They didn't score for the last three minutes. <laughs> They just were, oh, that's enough. We'll pack her up, boys. We're up 13. There's only three minutes. We'll go home now. Uh, they instead decided to foul the Bulls nonstop, letting Chicago score with the clock stopped, obviously. Randall missed two free throws right at the end that could have at least made it harder for them to lose. Vooch nailed a three, got them within uh, spinning distance, more free throws, etc. Then the Randall missed three free throws, and the Knicks hold on just because Chicago... Well, they just learned a very valuable lesson about clutch DeMar DeRozan. Airball! DeMar, good job, DeMar. So they set up for the game winner. DeMar goes around to the right wing, hits the right elbow, rises up. RJ Barrett's all over him. Beautiful defense. DeMar doesn't even touch iron. Meanwhile, Zachy Cakes, Adam Levine, Vooch are going to be like, oh, well, we'll give DeMar this. Oh, fuck, what are we doing? <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, Levine, look, he had a weird one. He was 7 of 17, ends up with 25 points. Pretty ineffective a lot of the game, but kind of just rose up at times when needed. Same with uh, Vooch. Yeah, 22, 8, and 6. That big three late was massive. DeMar did have 20 and 5, but yikes. Alonzo was gross. 2 of 8 for him for 6 points. He might pop up later in better than Alonzo Ball. Uh, the Knicks, though, Julius. Rough shooting night. Missed those free throws late. Definitely had him on old mate, no mates there for a second, but he ends up with 13 points, 16 rebounds, and 9 assists. Almost a triple-double. And Kemba, 21 points, goes 5 or 6 from 3. Had the chance to ice it late. Uh, drove into the lane. Popped back out for his little uh, patented sort of step back. But was also trying to draw contact for some dumb fucking reason beyond like, oh, yes, free throws are good. But if you're being that obvious about it, and when like the defender's like a pretty far distance away playing off you... Maybe just try to hit the shot, Kemba. He was so bad with that one and basically missed everything as well. Uh, but good good game for Kemba regardless. RJ Barrett, 20 and 3. Lockdown down that final possession. He was very handy. Fournier went 4 of 14 for his 10. And uh, Bulls legend, D Rose, 12 points. Got MVP chance. You love to see that. Now, both the Bulls and the Knicks are 4 and 1. Tied for the top of the East. Houston got shit pumped by the Yaz, 122 91. Yep. Uh, the analysis of this one is that Houston are fucking horrible. And that's it. They shot 32%. I refuse to believe that Dante Exum couldn't help this team. What are you doing, Rockets? 
you anti-Australian bastards. Christian Wood, 16 and 7. What ScoMo's got for Cole? Jalen Green. Uh, this was always going to be his year. Uh, my anointed rookie of the year pick. I Basically, the approach to this is like, look, he's going to have all the shots he needs. Yeah, he's got to hit some of them sometimes, though, doesn't he? He went 3 of 16 tonight. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, of 8 from 3 for 13 points. KPJ, Kevin Porter Jr., same vibes. 19 minutes, 5 points, 1 of 3 shooting. Just a train wreck. Uh, even Jay Sean Tate went 3 of 12 in 15 minutes. Just brutal for the Rockets today. 15 and 6 for Donnie Mitchell. 16 and 14 for Rudy Gobert. Just stuff with that And Bojan at 19 for the Yaz. Or Jordan Jeremy Clarkson chucked in 16 on 16 shots. The classic. I love that. There was also a nice moment when they pointed out the Jalen Green and uh, Jordan Jeremy Clarkson. Uh, the first time uh, two blokes from of Filipino descent have played against each other in the NBA. That's nice. Houston, 1-4. and four. The Utah Yaz, with uh, all of the other results today going the way they did. Utah, the only unbeaten team in the NBA. They're 4-0. San Antonio lost to Dallas, 104-99. No zinger because, look, how extreme is he? It's extreme zinger meal. Not very. 20-point uh, comeback for the Mavs in this one. They got down 20 so early, though. They pulled it back and got back in front halfway through the second quarter. It was amazing. I love that. Uh, but I also love this Spurs team for the simple fact they don't go away. They're so young and they're so hungry that they fought back into this. They actually led for big parts of the third quarter. And despite Dallas going, well, we'll take back the lead, they got back up again in the fourth. It was incredible. But it's one of those things. Sometimes this is what you want to see from a team like Dallas, right? They responded to a... T- for in a game where they could have rolled over and just gone, right, fuck it, pack her up, boys. Oh, I just don't have the fight in us. They did. It was incredible because that fourth quarter, it took literally everybody to get Dallas back up. It was Finney Smith. It was Mark Shaklier, but hello, hitting threes. It was Brunson. It was Dwight Powell. They are all scoring. They all got them back up, and then came Luca. He fed Powell for that dunk. He hit a floater. Then he hit back-to-back threes, and suddenly Dallas are up 10 uh, they only scored one field goal for the last four minutes. They really pulled a Knicks, but they did hold on, and uh, there was enough free throws, and San Antonio didn't quite have that killer right down the stretch that could just go, right, fuck it, boys, we're jumping on. Uh, so Dallas, it's a big win for them. DeJunte had 23-10-8. Most improved player, question mark? <sighs> it's killing me because I had you know money on him last year. Uh, maybe I'll have a look at his odds now. Anyway, 14 and 13 for Teenage Mutant Jakob Pertle. Good game him. Forbes hit five threes as well for 15 points. And the young dudes, Lonnie, uh, Lonnie Walker, he had 14. And finally, Keldon Johnson hit his first three for the year. Good on him. Uh, the Mavs, Luca had 25, 3 and 5 with seven turnovers. Was looking pretty shoddy early on, but then just kicked it into gear in this late in the third and the fourth. That was amazing. Ends up 11 of 19. Brunson might be the second best Mav. 19 points, 5 assists. Hardaway the lesser, 2 of 8. Thanks for coming, 6 points. It's a classic Tim Hardaway game as well. Oh, Tim, the zinger, he's out. Can you step up? He's all right. I got your boss. 2 of 8, let down. Uh, Dario Finney-Smith had 14 and 8. He's uh, really kind of the handy guy who steps in for the zinger. Max Shaklieber, absolutely crushed as well. 12 and 10 and had 6 blocks. Are the Mavs better without the zinger? Supercharged Zinger Burger. I'm going to say fuck yeah. Uh, what else have we got? No greenie. He didn't get out there, but that was just a really, really, really impressive showing by the Mavs to make sure they took care of business at home. They're now 3-1. San Antonio dropped to a pretty worrying 1-4. Golden State. They lose at home to Memphis in overtime. 104-101. That's right. 
These two teams, it took 104-101 in overtime. Yeesh. Uh, Golden State blew a 19-point lead in this. Memphis fought back, then just stuck around because uh, Jammer had decided they weren't losing. And this was huge. He was massive in the second half. Uh, Steph, flip side of that, decided to miss everything in the fourth quarter and overtime. Literally everything. He couldn't hit anything. He hit one shot after the buzzer on a taken foul, but didn't get anything in during the actual game, which is a bit of a problem. Damien Lee just misses a uh, game tire at the end of overtime. Tough loss for Golden State. Because this is just one of those classic games where they just... You see them lose concentration, but also in this one, they lost their concentration, stunk it up, and didn't execute. They had 22 turnovers. Like, Memphis's defense isn't exactly going to knock down doors. That's just pretty sloppy. Steph had 36, and then nothing. Nothing in the fourth. And uh, OT, 11 of 29 shooting, though. He goes 7 of 20 from three. And you're like, oh, Jimmy, that's pretty good. I mean, that's a pretty good percentage. And then you think about it for a second. Like, he missed 13 threes. How many games are you going to have where Steph misses 13 threes? Anyway, uh, eight assists, five turnovers, 16 for Wigo. Classic Andrew Wiggins. Hey, Wigo, do you reckon you can step up? No, nah. I could tell you a lot about Coproxy. Uh, Draymond, the old, what, four points, five shots. Thanks for coming, Draymond. 12 rebounds, seven assists. Jordan Poole. Uh, turns out he's not Clay Thompson. <laughs> nine points on nine shots and six turnovers. Gross! Pool. Damien Lee had 14 points. He's look. I'm, I'm very much enjoyed the Damien Lee experience early on this season. Four of nine from three, uh, including that missed one right at the end. It was good to see his teammates get right around him, though. Grizz! He's incredible. He might bump up again in a second. 37, five and four steals. Incredible. Desmond Boone, 19 points, five threes. He was awesome. Triple J. Jaron Jackson Jr. Just, there's just something there where I'm like, can you be more, could you be any more efficient? Five of 16 from the floor. It's not great. That's not great at all. Three of 10 from downtown, eight rebounds. I don't know, but Stephen Adams Brew had 12 and seven. Golden State lose their first game of the year. They're four and one. Memphis, that's a good bounce back. After a toss, uh, tough Portland loss the night before, they're 3-2. Let's do an NBA Australia approved performance of the night. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. Uh, Max, you clear by hello. 12 points, 10 rebounds, 2 assists, 4 of 8 shooting, all of which were from downtown. 6 blocks in 29 minutes. Jimmy, are you really going to give Maxi Kleber the NBA Australia pre-performance of the night? No, no, I'm not. Uh, eh, Joel Embiid, that was a magical 30. (laughs) It was a pretty gross 30. What was it, 19 to 12 in the first half and uh, ends up with 30 and 18. Pretty good, but, I mean, it's Detroit. You're just beating, like, a second-year dude in uh, Beef Stew and Kelly Olenek. It's like literally bashing up a four-year-old. Ja Morant, though, wins this because Steph was threatening to absolutely obliterate the Grizzlies. As I mentioned, 36 points. He was crushing it. And then Ja Morant went, nah, we lost to Portland. We were embarrassed. That was yesterday. Fuck it, we're not losing today. And this is like one of those superstar moments where you're like, he was the number two pick. Zion can't stay on the court, doesn't give you anything on D, isn't exactly fucking known for his leadership is wildly underwhelming when he's on the court. Oh, but look how big he is, and he can get some pretty sick dunks, bro. Yeah, but 
The next time he plays some defense will be the fucking first time he's done that in the pros. And my God, he leaves so much more on the table. And also, he gets fucking injured while he's walking down a hallway. Ah, oh, my ankle. Ah, oh, my knee. Ah, oh, my foot. Whereas Ja Morant just goes out, kicks ass, takes names, drops 30. I think he had seven points in the first half. Uh, ends up with 37 rebounds, uh, 30.7 rebounds, five assists, four steals, and just stepped the fuck up. I loved it. He won them that game. Huge down the stretch. That goddamn layup he had right at the end that essentially wins him the game was absolutely fucking savage. <laughs> I love him. I'm like te- texting mates back in the stage, just going, are you up and watching this shit? Because it is fucking incredible. Ja Morant might be my like favorite player. I love him to death. That is awesome. Well, I mean, favorite non-Aussie, obviously. Uh, but Ja Morant, that is an NBA Australian improved performance of the night right there. Who was Spud of the night? Spud, 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 We could probably change the name of this to the Danny Green Memorial Spud of the night. Danny, not the box of green, Spud Green, 0 of 5, all of which are from downtown today. Oh, was it zero points in 29 minutes? Thanks for coming, Danny. This is against Detroit as well. I mean, their perimeter defense could probably be scored on by, like, I don't know, Austin Bradkey. And what's uh, Andrew Gaze's kid's name? I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> just get, like, the other sons of all the other Tigers and off, and not Ben Simmons, and away we go. Uh, but Spud Green, just a brutal start to the year for him. Speaking of which, Kevin Huerta, the Ginger Ninja, 0 of 4 in 14 minutes. Oh, zero points, 0 for 3 from downtown. He is stinking it up. And how's this one? Steph Curry is now not scored in the fourth quarter of overtime in three straight games. That is absolutely crazy. He goes 0-4 against the Kings, 0-1 against OKC. Today goes 0-2 in the fourth and then 0-3 in overtime. He had 36 in the first three quarters and they couldn't hit anything after that. It was wild. Absolutely wild. I think he was on a stretch where he might have been like 0-7 from uh, downtown in the second half. It was crazy. But either way, look, I'm not going to give it to Steph because he did have 36. So Spud Green, Kevin, fucking... You're the Spuds of the night. Old mate, no modes. Old mate, no mates. 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 Who's got no mates today? Well, Ben Simmons is still getting fuck Ben Simmons and where's Ben Simmons chance in Philly, which is hilarious. Uh, but Draymond with that late turnover. So I don't know if you mentioned if you saw this one, but uh, very close, a minute left in the game. Draymond just gives the ball back to Memphis because he didn't get it past the... He had a, he had a backcourt violation. He didn't bring it over. He's just walking up, setting up the offense, and just didn't look at the clock. It was a bit of a tough one there, right there. A bit of a tough one there. But Demata Rosen, um, I mean, it's one of these weird ones where I wonder if Demata Rosen, being in Toronto, where he's just beloved because he was drafted there, he gave his all, he very clearly loved the city, loved the franchise, his teammates loved him, the fans loved him. San Antonio, we've seen it with Patty. As soon as you go somewhere out of San Antonio that's a little bit bigger, you actually have a little bit more attention on you. I do wonder what being in front of a big-time basketball crowd is going to be like for his reputation as a uh, closer, uh, using air quotes there, as you can no doubt tell in a audio-only podcast. <laughs> but DeMar Rosen, look, I've made many a joke about his clutch performances over the years 
and I am waiting for folks to catch on. Like, it doesn't matter if it's free throws, go-ahead shots. DeMar did turn it around a couple of times last year for the Spurs, and we're like, well, here we go. He may have hit that point in his career where he's a little bit more settled, and bang. A couple more like that, and uh, tell you what, he'll be definitely old mate no mates from Chicago. Quick fucking schmart. But either way, a couple of rough ones there, DeMar. You had the game winner, mate. Oh, Steph, same thing. Damian Lee, but at the same time as the Warriors. They're four and zip. They're not going to uh, stress about that. And same for the Chicago Bulls. So, you know, they'll be right. How about AJ Green, though? Can we give an NFL one real quick? <laughs> mate, watch where the ball's going when the fucking QB's throwing it to you on the game-winning touchdown. Oh, no, I'm looking the other way. Stops running his route. The cornerback catches it. Interception, game over. <laughs> AJ Green, that is rough. Pantsing of the night. Fatty, fatty, fat, fat. I'm going to give this to uh, some more Warriors. Iggy and Draymond in overtime both got blocked by the Grizz in, I don't know if there's ever been a better example of, oh, you old, <laughs> in a game early in this season. Like Iggy's like rising up and like I think Kyle Anderson got him in that one. He's just like, get out of here, old man. And Draymond tried the same thing. I think Triple J got him that time. He's like, what? Get out of here, Draymond. Fuck off. Get out of here with this like eight-year-old bullshit and just like, it was literally like, you know, you blocking your seven-year-old cousin's, like, layup attempt. It was pretty brutal, and it was definitely a bit of a pantsing. And to be honest, look, it changes the outcome because that's a layup dunk that Iggy gets taken away. Same goes for Draymond. Draymond has that over uh, that turnover in uh, that I mentioned in Old Mate No Mates, and boom, the Warriors. Now cop an L. Tough one. Better than Lonzo Ball. <coughs> Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you don't get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros, now I can be average. We're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. Also one of those fantastic ones where Lonzo is sort of toiled away no matter how big his brand was. You saw the Lakers fans uh, kind of sour on him pretty quickly. The Pelicans fans, all 18 of them didn't give a fuck at all. And so did that front office. Now he's in Chicago. He started off the season really well. He's got good teammates around him. I love that. And uh, we get a stinker. I love a good Lonzo stinker. You know that. Two of eight from the floor. So who was better than Lonzo Ball today, Jimmy? How about Frankie, not Smokes, not Frankie Nicotine, Frankie Nitalikina. Oh, guys, I don't, I don't really like being called Smokes or Nicotine. It's, a, it's just because you can't say my name. So, yeah, all right. Well played. Six points in 14 minutes for Frankie. Two of six from the floor. Two of four from three, four rebounds and zero turnovers. Loved it for the Mavs. That was great. And uh, tell you what, Lonzo, so two of eight, that's worse than Frankie. One of six from three, that's worse. Two turnovers, also worse than Frankie. So Frankie Nidalekina, today you are better than your draft mate. That's right, the guy who went number two versus your number eight. Tell you what, how much are the Knicks still kicking themselves that they didn't take Donovan Mitchell or Bam out of bio? Better than Lonzo Ball. And finally, it's here. Dickhead of the Week. Dickhead of the Week. Oh, I fucking hate unwritten rules. Russell Westbrook, you are my Dickhead of the Week because unwritten rules are dumb. They're dumb. Hey, you know how you stop getting angry at people from dunking on you in the waning seconds of a basketball game that's still actually in play? I don't know. Don't turn the ball over and let them dunk on you, you idiot. Because, guess what? A, that's dumb. Run through the tape. 
It's like a fucking close game at that end as well. The thing is, the flip side of this entire OKC thing, so remember, this is OKC versus Lakers. The Lakers are all upset. They've blown a huge lead. OKC have come back. Thanks to Josh Giddy. Thanks to Shea Ritter, Gildas Alexander. Off they go. The Lakers are out here going, well, we're going to play through their tape. They try like a fucking Hail Mary full court play to give them another chance to uh, take the lead. They're trying to play out the last five seconds, trying to win it. Guess what? Darius Baisley steals it, dunks it to finish him off, and then Russell Westbrook gets angry at him. Oh, but he should have just dribbled it. No, put it beyond fucking doubt. That's what you need. Get the fuck out of here. Russell Westbrook's done this before as well, so how can he take umbrage at somebody doing it? But basically, I just hate when it's unwritten rules in fucking baseball, footy, basketball. I don't give a shit. I think it's fucked. I think it's you play to the horn. And we saw that the Embiid-Giddy thing was a little bit different because I think I was more angry at the simple fact that uh, the Embiid play was shitty because he's waiting right at the... Basically, for Giddy to, you know... He's coming in late. He's hit him fucking hard, and then he's landed on top of him. And then, of course, the uh, shithead commentator has jumped in on that. Oh, I could care less about Josh Giddy. Well, I bet you go fuck yourself, dickhead. Um... But that point was, like, Giddy's still trying to make a play. The Sixers are still involved in well, as well. That's the simple idea of them actually still going for it. That's fine. I don't have umbrage for Embiid going for it. I think the way he went about it is really cockheaded. Whereas this, Russell getting upset at Baisley for doing that is fucking weak. Russell Westbrook, you're the dickhead of the week. Fucking grow a pair. Run through the tape. If you're getting beaten, you're upset about it. Don't fucking try to hide behind some unwritten rules bullshit, you absolute coward. All right, yeah, Nas, right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. you're listening to NBA Australia. Oh, right, let's do some Yanaz there. Brought to you by the dailyliquor.com from East Ninth Brewing. If you're in Melbourne, mate, it's party time. And, of course, the weather decides to uh, just get all fucking biblical and shit on us, didn't it? Uh, but party time, lockdown's over, but don't waste your time going to the bottle to get the booze. Bring the bottle to you. They'll deliver it to you, roaring it free. You don't want to stand in line with a bunch of mouth breathers. <laughs> I've got these beers. It's like, oh, this guy's buying two beers and he's 100% got the Rona. Get the bottle to come to you with the dailyliquor.com. They've got wines, they've got cocktails, they've got beers coming out the wazoo. And to celebrate the new season, use the code STRAYER and you'll get a free six-pack of the Dos Blocos XPA when you spend 20 wing whams. So get right around it. It's for the Melbourne metro area. You get same-day delivery if you order before noon as well. So go get around the dailyliquor.com right now. Use that code STRAYER. Buy a six-pack, buy a bottle of wine. If you rock up, I said this yesterday, if you rock up anywhere for like the next two months in Melbourne, I'd say even maybe six months, you rock up anywhere without a couple of bottles of wine or a slab on your shoulder, shit house. I'm just saying, just shit house. Anyway, so get some free beers on your mate, Jimmy. <laughs> Go straight out. Yeah, Nas. Jimmy, is the Harden rule working? Yeah, nah. Yeah. So Trey Young's coming out today. Oh, I don't know, man. The refs are missing other fouls because they're focusing on not calling those ones. Wait, so the refs are actually making sure they're doing their job better, Trey. Have a fucking whinge. Look, 
if you've got dudes like Trey Young, Trey Young, who spends more time in their more of their time fucking hunting fouls than trying to get good looks, like if they're whinging about it, five games in, then it's working. I love it. The free throw rate's down only like one point eight free throws a game, but I'd love to see numbers on like shooting fouls. Um, and one point eight is actually already what like ten percent, which is pretty big. Five games in, but I think we've seen Harden affected. We've seen Trey Young affected. We've seen CP3 affected. And you know what? I think their free throw attempts have dropped like 50% already this year. And I'm here for it. Because it's not basketball. It's like, oh, I'm going to jump into this guy and also pretend to shoot. Fuck off. If the guy's making contact in your natural shooting motion, it's a foul. If your natural shooting motion has you like a fucking starfish looking like a dipshit, throwing everything every which way, blow it out your ass, cop it on the chin like a man, change your game. And fuck off with these bullshit non-basketball fouls. I love that this change has happened. I really, really hope that the refs stick with it. Because this is one of those classic NBA things where mate, get a point of emphasis and like three weeks later they've forgotten. Uh, but here we go. Uh, death, taxes and the zinger injuries. This one's from Matty Owers. Yeah, nah, Jimmy. Three things to bank on. Yeah, nah, yeah, 100%. So I mentioned this earlier about the extreme zinger meal. He's got back tightness, back soreness. It doesn't matter like how healthy he is coming into a season, is it? Like he just gets dinged up too easy. Fuck it, it stinks. I hate it. And look, you know me. Most of my problems with Kyrie Irving is that I fucking love that he's an incredible basketball player, and his fuckheadedness means that he's not on the court right now. The fuckheadedness is usually a fun story, but not when it doesn't involve him playing basketball. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And the zinger as well. When the zinger is flying and healthy, I love that. But it just doesn't happen very much. Same thing goes for Zion. Look, everything I get angry and upset about is usually to do with the fact that, I don't know, we don't get the best possible basketball, you know what I'm saying? So uh, the zinger kills me. And we might address this on, I think, a Monday show about how the zinger might be the albatross that sort of slows down Dallas's ascent into the uh, contender stratosphere. Because if he's just going to be like this, man, it's a bit too much, isn't it? Uh, back to that Chicago-New York t- uh, game. Were those early 10s Bulls teams the best to not play in a finals, Jimmy? Yeah, nah. Very close, but nah. I want to give this to the uh, seven seconds or less Suns. The Steve Nash, Amari, Marion Suns. Like the five, six, seven, and even the eight sons, like they're amazing. Like the semis in uh, what was it two thousand seven, the hip check games that fucked up, and then the two thousand eight first round, the double OT Duncan, yeah, the Duncan three that tied up to force two overtimes, that just sank them as well. But oh, they were such a fun, fun team, and they never made it all the way. And then obviously the two thousand one Kings, two thousand one, two thousand two, any one of those Kings teams. Like, that run for the Kings, they 100% should have made the finals. They get jobbed out of it in the Western Conference Finals, and uh, they were a goddamn delight. But, yeah, the Bulls, the D-Rose, Joakim Noah, Carlos Boozer, Omer Sheik, Kirk Heinrich. I mean, Ben Gordon before that even. Early Jimmy Butler vibes, they were awesome. And, I, like, when D-Rose goes in the first round in, what, 2012, that stinks because they got beat by... What, the Heatles in 2011? And then D-Rose goes down and that was... Uh, then he goes down again a little bit Well, uh, after his uh, 
return. It's like just the dude couldn't cop a break and it just sucked. So, uh, But in terms of other teams that were really great, I mean, the 94 and 95 Sonics, my beloved Sonics, at the absolute, you know, peak of the Peyton Kemp era, they had the best record in the NBA. They get beaten. That sucked. And were right there in 95 as well. Probably could have. Had they won that, they would have won the title, I reckon. Uh, but they still made a finals in 96. You've also got some weird ones like, I don't know, the 72 Bucks, like teams that were actually right there, but they also made finals as well in and around that time. I don't know. There's some weird 80s teams that never made a finals, like those, again, like the Bucks. Who else was there? Those strange Nuggets teams of the late 70s? Anyway, what can you do? But the Bulls of the 10s, the 7 seconds or less, Suns, the Kings, oh, kills me. Uh, last quick one. Is this rookie class promising to be one of the best of the last decade, Jimmy? Yeah, nah, yeah. Already, Mobley looks incredible. Giddy is crushing it for a 19-year-old. Scotty Barnes is lighting it up. And Jalen Green, when he's on, is fucking amazing. And there's also like Davion Mitchell, Chris Duarte. Even we got a bit of Zaire Williams, which is fun. But... You've still got the dudes like Suggs who will hopefully put it together. You've got the Golden State guys like Kaminga and Moses Moody, Moses Moody, Moses Moody. And, uh, I mean, we're only five games in, so that's lots of promise and probably a lot more dudes to sort of raise their heads up. We haven't even seen Cade yet, the number one pick. Love it. All right, unpopular opinion of the day. Look at me, look at me, look at me. Uh, so I don't know if you saw this, but inside the NBA, the NBA are not going to have that. Did you notice that today? The TNT games, they're not going to bother. The NBA is afraid of the NFL on Thursday nights, so they don't have Chuck, Kenny, and... Ch- uh, <laughs> I always do that. Chuck, Kenny, and Shaq with Ernie um, because they're cowards, and I think it fucking sucks because it's like, you know, basically cutting off your nose to spot your face, right? It's like... Oh, well, we're not going to bet him in the ratings, so why should we try? I don't know. Because it makes basketball better, you fucking cowards. Oh, man, we can't even possibly compete against something like... Well, I mean, this week is a pretty tough one because it was Green Bay versus Arizona, but Jacksonville versus Houston. You know, the usual Thursday night fair is pretty shit with the NFL. So to then go, oh, well, we don't know if we want to waste having Shaq, Chuck, and Ernie, and Kenny there the entire season. That's fucking dumb. I hate that. Because, to be honest, Shaq, Chuck, Ernie, and Kenny need the entire season to make the end of the season even better. So they learn, everybody. (laughs) But really, this comes down to trusting your product and having some fucking pride in your product, doesn't it? Like, seeding Thursday night to the fucking usually shitty... Thursday night football game just shows that you're dropping your pants and say, yes, sir, I'll please have another one, Roger Goodell. Like, Adam Silver, nut the fuck up. Have a crack. You've got a wildly entertaining product that's as deep as it's basically ever been. Every team, you can make a case go, oh, well, it's kind of fun to watch them right now. Like, give the people what they want. Give them Shaq, Chuck, Kenny, and let them choose. Stop being a coward. Have a, like, step up to the NFL. Don't seed ground. Jesus. Or at least go, right, fuck it. We're going to try the B team in there, see if we can build something. Either way, just deciding to abandon it with your uh, A team is horrible. And I think letting the casuals who are like, oh, I don't even pay attention to the NBA until Christmas is like pandering to Republicans. Like, they don't care about you, so fucking who gives a shit about them? Oh, we need to win them over. Do you? Do you? Make sure you get the best fucking possible product then. They'll come anyway. 
That's my point. Uh, Outback Tokehouse. It's Friday at Outback, and you know what that means. Oh, yeah, TGIF. Foster's. That's right. Ice cold four for one Foster's oil drum cans. Only at Outback. It's actually just horse piss in a can, but we call it Australian for beer. Goes great with a flame grill take. And today's flame grill take is Adam Silver's caving to the NFL because he wants Roger Goodell's job. So he's now undermining all the gains the NBA have made so he can assert the NFL's dominance once he takes over as commissioner. Only at Outback. I know, man. This sort of bums me out. Like, I hate the NBA go, oh, well, he can't even compete with the NFL. Oh, ratings, ratings. How about you fucking throw something at it and make it better? Convince the people. Give me some money. (laughs) Vice President of Common Sense, I'm right here. All it needs is a six-figure sum, Adam Silver, and I'm all yours. All right, let's uh, take a break. Be back with Australian Player Watch right after this one. This is Shane Hill, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Okay. What to Chris Paul, Scott Kelly, and Redico for Alexis Sarhani and have in common? Well, incredible experiences and knowable. That's right, knowable is like Spotify for learning stuff. I love it. They're all teaching you short little courses about stuff they've learned. And there's a hundred other experts waiting to teach you something new on Knowable today. So go get around it. Uh, download Knowable from your app store, bang in the code Straya, get 20% off. So you'll get smarter and you'll get 20% off for getting smarter. How good is that? So get a six pack with uh, thedailyliquor.com. Get, you know, rip roaring drunk, 20% off, boom, off you go. <laughs> with your Knowable. Like, oh, I'm smart now. Yeah, you've done a good job. All right, it's sick. I love him. Go check out Knowable. It's amazing. The squid hates it. He absolutely hates it. Dad, it's talking. It's like, yeah, but I'm getting smarter. Anyway, check it out right now. Right, the Australian Player Watch jingles and that win over Houston. 26 minutes, 14 points for the jingling one. Goes four of nine from downtown. Good to see he's absolutely lighting it up from downtown this Susan. He is seriously on an absolute tear, and it's very, 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 very cool because... You might remember last year, he sort of took a little bit, uh, I don't know, a little bit sort of warmed up last year. It was a bit of a, a bit of a slow, slow roll for uh, Jingles. But this year, he's just gone a, uh, a pretty handy four for seven, three for five and four of nine in three of the four games. So not bloody bad. Uh, Aussie Matty T against the Detroit Basketball Pistons had 16 minutes. He had five points, two or three from the floor, one of one from three, three rebounds, three assists, and three steals. Absolute menace. That's in 16 minutes. Crushed it. And uh, unfortunately, Greeny and Jock, the two Aussies going up against each other. Well, no, wait. It was Greeny hanging out. Yeah, they're going up against each other. Greeny versus Jock. Both cop did not play coaches' decisions. That is sucks. So much anti-Australian bias. What is going on? Play Josh Green. Play Jock Landau. Two boomers, mate. What are you doing? Anyway, Luke Longley Memorial Bloke just blood does their bloody job award. I want to give this. It might be the Kyle Anderson Award. He just keeps winning it. He had eight points, nine rebounds, three assists, two blocks today. Came in only 29 minutes. And I'll tell you what, when he's out there at crunch time, like no one's paying attention to him. All he does is do his bloody job. And I love every second of it. So, hook the Kyle Anderson, Luke Longley vibes up into my veins. Right, let's do a uh, Penny Mills Game Day Baller Game Day Twitter check. And this one's a Joe Ingles tweet. 
because uh, Jingles, when he gets on the old tweet machine, it's always a good one. So Eric Pascal, I put up a zip thinking he was trying to shoot it. As soon as I passed, it still made it shooter at Joe Ingles. Enjoyed that one. Jingles tweeted that one, and this dude really tried to block me. Crazy Eric Pascal thought we were friends. Oh, jeez. That's right. Eric Pascal put a hand in Joe Ingles' face on the triple. He was guarding his own teammate. It was amazing. And Jingles still hit it. <laughs> it was so good. I really wanted to bring that one up, and it was great that Jingles tweeted it out. So happy days. Good stuff, Jingles. Right Righto, let's do some game previews. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, Inverton Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. How's it all going with the ISO? Oh, yeah. To be honest, I think I might have mentioned this yesterday. I don't think the squid's even noticed that he hasn't left their house for five days. <laughs> He's been out in the backyard. We're hanging out. And then there's this, you know, apocalyptic fucking weather here in Melbourne. And uh, But today, he's just, like, happy hanging out. He watched a little bit of play school. Did some plays. Off we go. Anyway, the game previews for this entire weekend, as always, brought to you by DraftKings Australia. Go to dkng.co slash Ray. Play some daily fantasy. Take advantage of their amazing, amazing comps. Win yourself some money. Uh, so today, we went three of six on the picks. Uh, so bang on 50%. So that leaves us at 38 of 61 for the season, which isn't too bad. Uh, we'll cop that. Saturday, we've got seven games. We've got Orlando going to Toronto. And it's one of those weird ones. Uh, Toronto are really hard to get a gauge of, but they are at home against a bad team. They should take care of business. But I'll tell you what, Orlando have been lingering in some of these games. So I'm going to take Orlando plus seven and a half. I think they cover that. There's just a lot of dudes out there. Without Johnny Isaac, without Markel Fultz, you've got Wendell, you've got Mo Bamba. They've got a bit of talent. They're just getting a little bit of a chance to show it. Cole Anthony shredding. So I think Orlando will make Toronto work for this and uh, keep it close. So give me Orlando plus seven and a half. And always, Orlando just have something funky going on against Toronto ever since they beat them in that uh, first round series when Toronto went on to win the title. Brooklyn host Indy. I'm going the Nets minus seven and a half after that train wreck of a game from Indy the other day. I think this will be one of those games where uh, Harden just sort of goes, right, I'm going to figure this one out. They lose at home to Miami the other day. They're going to be set up and going to take on Indy. Give me Brooklyn minus seven and a half. I think they cover that and uh, beat Indy pretty handily. The only problem I can see is that Indy are a bit too big. The Suvlaki King, Miles Turner, they might cause a little bit of damage, but at the same time, I don't know who slows down KD, so give me Brooklyn. Or Harden, actually, for that matter. El Presidente, Malcolm Brogdon, good luck. Brooklyn minus 7.5. Charlotte are going to Miami. They're five and a half point underdogs, which is pretty brutal how good Charlotte, compared, oh, considering how good Charlotte have been, I'm going to take Charlotte plus 5.5. Of course, this is the classic Charlotte. As soon as you trust them, they'll bone you, but here we are. So 5.5, I'll take that with Charlotte. Miami are very good, but so are Charlotte, so give me the Hornets. Sacramento going to New Orleans. They are two and a half point underdogs at home, the Pelicans. I'm going to take that. I think they can play the Sacramento Kings to at least a really close game at home. I'll take the Pals. Sacramento pulled that <laughs> amazing win out of their ass the other day. Uh, I'm going to take the Pals at home. Yeah, give it to me. Clippers, they go to Portland. I'm taking the Blazers, two and a half point favorites at home. I think Dame will have one. He will have one against the Clippers. It's how it goes. He's going to get it back. CJ will be good too, so give me Portland. Dallas, they are going to Denver on a back-to-back. Tough one for Dallas. They are one-and-a-half-point underdogs. Denver, I just, I can't see it. I'm going to take the Mavs plus one-and-a-half, even on a back-to-back. 
Denver, depending on whether or not the Joker is playing, if he's not, I'm flying with Dallas. So I'm going to take the Mavs plus one and a half. And Cleveland, Cleveland go to the Lakers and they're eight and a half point underdogs. Let's go Cavs. Let's do it. Woo. Cleveland plus eight and a half. I think uh, LeBron's still a bit questionable for that one against his old team. I'm taking the Cavs plus eight and a half. They're just fun. Fuck it. Even if they lose, it's still fun. Boston on Sunday from 8 a.m. Boston, go to Washington. I'm taking the Celtics here. I think a uh, big bounce back game for the Celtics is on the cards. I think we're going to get a big Tatum and Brown combo. I think they can take care of Washington. Even though Washington beat them the other night. But uh, Detroit, they host Orlando. And I think this is the game that Detroit get. Detroit will finally win this one. Maybe K comes back. But either way, Orlando on a back-to-back after having just played Toronto. They go across the old uh, lake. They go to Detroit. I think Detroit get a win here. New York, they go to New Orleans. New Orleans on a back-to-back homestand. I'm going to take the Knicks here. I think it would just be a little bit too much uh, for the Pelicans on a back-to-back to uh, take care of the Knicks. Indy hosts Toronto. Now, both teams on a back-to-back. Toronto going from home to Indy. Indy going back home from Brooklyn. This is a fucking toss-up. <laughs> I have no idea. Indy played them to a standstill in the first half, uh, was it yesterday, then got absolutely obliterated. Toronto on a back-to-back, though. Indy on a back-to-back. I'm just going to take the home team. Give me Indy. Philly host Atlanta. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Do you think Ben Simmons will play in this one? No. Uh, That's right. The team that knocked them out of the playoffs last year, Philly host the Hawks. I think we get a really awesome, awesome belter of a game. Who's winning? I'm going to take Philly. It's a regular season. Atlanta know they're in their head. This is going to be an absolute belter, though. I think Embiid's going to come out and fire up and have 40-odd. So I'll take Philly against Atlanta. Utah go to Chicago. Chicago, Utah, will they lose their first game of the season against the Bulls? It's a 97 and 98 NBA Finals rematch. Utah, Chicago. I'm going to take the Yaz. They're just playing too well at the moment. Uh, And their defense, it's going to be fascinating to see Rudy go up against Vooch. Chicago might have enough weapons, but Utah are just sneaky. They're so good. I'm going to take the Yaz. Memphis host Miami. Miami on a back-to-back going from uh, home to Memphis. I'll take the Grizz. Might be just a bit of a tough one for Miami to back that one up. San Antonio go to Milwaukee. This is tricky. I'm going to take San Antonio. I just There's something about that team. I just kind of love it. They fight. Golden State host OKC. I'm going to have to take the Warriors. I'll tell you what, the Warriors could really use a Josh Giddy, couldn't they? Anyway, uh, Minnesota host Denver. Denver on a back-to-back. I'm going the Wolves. They're just too good at the moment. The fire is there. They better. Uh, Phoenix host Cleveland. That's going to be fun on the bun. Give me some Phoenix Suns. Oh, yeah. Look, I love the Cavs, but on a back-to-back, it's going to be a bit of a tough one. Monday from 6.30 in the morning, we've got Sacramento going to Dallas. I'm going to take the Mavs. Sacramento, look, the vibes have been good. I think Dallas are just sort of rounding a little bit into form. We'll see how they go. Charlotte hosts Portland in an absolute ripper of a game. East versus West, Lamello versus Dame. This is going to be great. I'm going to take the Hornets at home. Utah go to Milwaukee. Milwaukee on the back-to-back having just played San Antonio. Utah just going down the road from, well, up the road from Chicago from the night before. I think this is where Milwaukee finally turned the clock around and uh, beat Utah. Oh, am I going to take all the home teams? I don't know. Utah, nah, fuck it. Let's go Utah. They beat Milwaukee. And everyone goes, oh, Milwaukee, all right. Brooklyn host Detroit. They're going to smash him. Give me Brooklyn. And the Lakers host Houston. Same vibe there. Lakers all the way. And there you go. That's the week. Only a four-day week for your pal Jimmy after uh, Monday's absolute horrifying 
debacle with being sick. Jeez. But either way, we'll be back on Monday to wrap up a huge weekend for you. There's some really good games. It's going to be fun on the bun. Uh, so in the meantime, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Facey, IG, we're all over the socials. Uh, check out NFL Australia with me and Gaz chopping it up, talking about the NFL. Uh, Adam with World Wrestling Australia, go smash that on YouTube. He's got a co-host this week. It's really good. So go get give a, give that a look and uh, tell us what you're acting because I really enjoy World Wrestling Australia. Adam does a great job. Go have a look and subscribe on YouTube to FWCI, uh, FWCI Sports and Gaming on YouTube, FWCIE on Twitter, etc. Get around the shop, NBA Australia shop, uh, nbaaustralia.com slash shop. Buy some merch. Come on, I've got nothing better to do at the moment. Check us a rating and review on your podcast app. Go to manscaped.com. Look, just in time for Christmas, get 20% off. Use the code STRAYER. Get free shipping, 20% off. Off you go. And uh, look after your family jewels. Come on. You can't have it a mess down there. What are you doing? You're taking the piss. TheDailyLiquor.com. Use the code Straya. Get a free six at Knowable. Download that and get 20% off with the code Straya. And big thanks go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Their new band, House Hats. They're amazing. Go check them out. And also, Joshua De Laurentiis, Fascinated, Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa Sex Shadow, Green, 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 and Dozers. They're behind all the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple Down Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify. And remember, NBA Australia supports Australian bands. Get out there and see a gig ASAMP. Support all the bands while you can. And we'll close out today's show with a classic cooking with Bainesy. The way to set you into your uh, weekend right. And we will catch you on Monday, you dickheads. Have a great weekend. This is NBA Australia saying, I need a beer! And look after yourselves, would you? Later, Hosanna! Cooking with Bainsey is filmed in front of a live studio audience. And now it's time for everyone's favorite Aussie cooking show. It is Cooking with Bainsey with your host, Aaron Bangers Bangs. Oh, <laughs> all right, all right. Settle down, news lot. Come on, go. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, g'day, g'day. Oh, welcome to Cooking with Bainesy. I'm your host, Aaron Bangers Baines, eh? So, look, all oh, right, settle down over there. Oh, look at you on your Margaret. All right, so in this here episode of Cooking with Bainesy, we're going to fang up one of my absolute favourite Australian dishes, one that's absolutely perfect for a night in or if you're having mates over. It is that absolute Aussie staple, bloody shrimp pad thai. That's right, pad thai is probably top five Aussie dishes all time, mate. I, I cook them at least twice a week. It's full of all the good stuff you need to keep up a physique like this one. There we go. Lots of protein and noodles and everything. It's bloody perfect. So, all you need to do, it's bloody simple, mate. You go down to your soupy, you grab some pad thai noodles, some veggie oil, a thing of garlic, a couple of eggs, a bit of soy sauce, a lime, some brown sugar, a thing of fish sauce, a red chili, a bunch of spring onions, a bunch of coriander, or cilantro, as these yanks call it over here, and like a handful of unsalted peanuts. Right, and then you go over to your fishmonger as well, as well, Vasily is my bloke, and get a big bag of prawns and get him to shell them for you. You don't need the shells, mate. Come on, get rid of them. 
All right, so get all that and let's get started. All right, so you cook your noodles in a pot of boiling water for about 10 minutes. Then you drain them and chuck them over there. Then you bang two teaspoons of the veggie oil in your pan. Now you slice up and cook a clove of the garlic in, a, in there. Chuck that in there. There you go for a couple of minutes. And on the side, whisk up two eggs. There you go. Whisk them up all nice and smooth. Yeah, there you go. Now bang them in there. Just chuck them in that. Oh, look at that go. And when they're cooked, put them aside as well. And then in a bowl, you mix up your one and a half teaspoons of soy sauce, your two tablespoons of lime juice, your two tablespoons of sugar, a teaspoon of your fish sauce, and about half of your red chili. All chopped up. Look at that. Nice. Chuck that all in there together and mix that all up in your bowl. Now cook your prawns. Just chuck them on there. You can probably cook them on your barbie if you want, but just put them in a pan. Doesn't matter. Now, while you're doing that, grab a tin while they cook. Don't be a Nancy. And just wait until they're done. Oh, look at them cook. Oh, that is a beaut, isn't it? So once they're all done and cooked, pour all that sauce into your skillet with the scrambled egg bit. Then chuck your noodles in and toss her around just to coat everything up. Sprinkle your spring onions that's all chopped up and your coriander and your peanuts. Just chuck them on top, toss her around a bit and bam, you're done. Unbloody believable. Chuck a lime wedge on top of that. A bit of a cilantro or coriander along the top. And Bob is your bloody uncle, mate. Voila. Bam. You're done. An absolute bloody pearl of a pad type. And look, you can fucking chuck chicken and shit in there as well if you want. But I go with the traditional Aussie recipe of prawns. And all right, how easy was that? That is an absolute beautiful looking batch of pad thai that your missus and the family will love. Now I reckon I'm going to go get stuck into these, eh? And uh, you know what? That's it for this week. Tune in next week for a new recipe, and we'll see you then on the next episode of Cooking with Bainsy.